0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian Osius. I'm here with my boy Brooklyn. What's going
1: on? Yo, yo, yo. Not much, bro. Just busy grinding. You know how we doing it. Getting ready for this March Madness. hype for that. We're going to get into a little, little bit of that, a little basketball, some news we got over the weekend. And yeah, I'm doing good, bro. How are you doing?
0: We're doing good. You mentioned March Madness. I'm very excited for March Madness. It's one of the best Mm -hmm. times of the year. We weren't able to get it last year. We're hoping that it happens this year, Um, and we are going to be having a bracket with the spectators. I'm not quite sure yet if we're doing anything for the winner for it. Stay tuned for that, but either way, we're going to be putting out a bracket through the ESPN Tournament Challenge. So, we will be posting that on all of our socials. Feel free to join that if you would like. It's going to be a lot of fun just to be able to go up against all of our fans and all of our friends. And I think that's going to be a good time. Absolutely. And make
1: sure you check out our socials at underscore the spectators to stay up to date on that. And, yeah, good luck to everybody who joins. And let's have some
0: fun. Absolutely. But before we go into detail about, like, the games after Selection Sunday... We had some really big news that we all kind of saw coming, come out yesterday, and that is the 20-year vet, Saints quarterback, Super Bowl champion, MVP, Drew Brees is retiring from the NFL. Yeah, man. He saw Brady sign that contract
1: to come back (laughs) an extra year or two. He was like, you know what? I'm good. It was a good career. But, <laughs> <I'm
0: good. laughs>
1: but shout-out Drew, man. Boy, what a career. What he did for New Orleans and that city, just lifting them up after the lowest times they could ever have. My big salute to that and everything he's done in the league.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Drew's been a staple out over there in New Orleans for I think the last 15 years now. Yeah. He's been a- about as dominant as as anybody at their position could be. Hmm. And I mean, there's there's not enough good things to say about the guy. Honestly, absolutely. Walter Pan, Man of the Year. I think he won it twice. Um, which you know shows what he does off the field. He's the all-time NFL career passing yardage leader. Um, he has he has seven touchdowns in a game, which is I think the most. I think a bunch of quarterbacks have that, but. Playing Madden on rookie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Bro, I feel like even Madden on rookie had to run the ball a couple times.
1: Now you just find your guy, just put him on a streak every single time, and boom, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Easy money.
0: Also, Drew Brees has five seasons. Over five thousand passing yards. Which Sheesh. he accounts for five of the top eleven pass yarding like pass yardage seasons in NFL history. He has five at eleven. So you know, the, the, he he's not only just a, a good guy and he's been great for a city and an icon for a city and a sport in general, but doing it at the highest level.
1: Yeah, he's had New Orleans in in uh, considerations for winning the Super Bowl year after year for the last couple. Yeah, for the
0: now last, they like, they don't day. get there, but
1: yeah, but they they've always been all right. Who's gonna win? Eh, you know what? The Saints might do it. He he's brought them to that point to be a staple in this league, and not many could do that year after year to bring a team from nobody even them not even being an afterthought, to them being a powerhouse in the NFL. So hats off to Drew, man. And God. now he's going to be right back in the booth, right back on the field, uh, commentating, doing play-by-play for NBC. So
0: but he he's not going to be away from the game for too long. So that's that's cool. And that's going to be really fun because Drew is a pretty well-spoken guy. It'll be a very Tony, Tony Romo situation. I think Tony's going to be a little bit better, obviously. Tony's really good. But we get I love Drew that Tony Brees. went from being hated in the league to just being one of the best light commentators <laughs> around sports right now. Well, part really of the cool. issue was Tony was the, the quarterback for the Cowboys, but he's a, a laid-back, yeah. light dude. And that's not what it takes to be the quarterback of like the quote-unquote America's team. <laughs> yeah. you know? like he, he didn't always seem like he cared a whole lot. And he's just chilling, having a good time now. Sitting in the booth, yeah. He's and having I think a blast. Drew Brees is gonna really benefit from that. He's gonna let loose a little bit, he's not gonna be getting hit anymore. I mean, and if he yeah. does, not that hard.
1: If you're getting hit in the booth, sheesh, <laughs> I don't know what you got going on over there. But good stuff, man. Good stuff, yeah. So, and congratulations it just, to just him
0: on a great career,
1: honestly, yeah. And it's just crazy. That, like, we, we have these great quarterbacks. They're starting to make their way out of the out of the NFL. And you see how long they've been here. But then there's they're just this guy that that you know his name. Everybody knows his name. We don't even got to say it.
0: And he's still here. Him. We ain't got to talk about him. And the we, contract extension he got. We don't got to talk about him.
1: We don't got to talk about, talk about it, But it's just nuts. Because these are great quarterbacks. And now yeah. we're just seeing them ride off into the sunset.
0: Yeah. And One thing hey, I do hey, want to mention, too. Slight pivot, but still on quarterbacks. Um, Mm -hmm. Vegas has increased odds for the Chicago Bears to win the division, make the playoffs, and get to the Super Bowl with, like, the rumors of this Russell Wilson trade happening. All all power to him. (laughs) So all power to Russ for deciding that he may or may not want to go to Chicago. You're a weirdo for that. Godspeed.
1: I think Sierra just wanted to get out of Seattle, and they decided Chicago. You know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. We can get down with that. So
0: <laughs> There's so many other cities. With good, there's, <laughs> there's so many is, other good cities with decent teams. It, but, it is I, what it is. But I want to talk a
1: little bit about the, the post-Drew Brees Saints. You oh, you mean the,
0: um, the, the stimulus check Saints? <laughs> The Stimmy stimmy Saints. Yeah, Stimmy stimmy Saints. Saints. That's what we're calling them for the foreseeable future. Out here giving Taysom Hill four years, $140 million. Taysom Hill getting the bag. Jason,
1: I mean, Jameis Winston going to get them crab legs with that Stimmy. It's about to be popping over there in New Orleans.
0: And I will say that the Taysom Hill contract does have a team opt out after every season. So it's only going to probably last a year. But if it does yeah. last all these years for whatever reason. Well, they're paying Taysom Hill, a guy who likely shouldn't be a starter, a starting quarterback in the NBA or NBA NFL. <laughs> he, sh- he probably shouldn't be a starter. You're paying him 140 million dollars in over 4 years. That's that's like a Tobias Harris contract. Yeah, but and you know what we think about Tobias Harris. But at contract, least Tobias Harris is like weeks, technically <laughs> actually good. Yeah,
1: and I mean the in theory, Taysom Hill is too. Like I, what, I what he does on the that. field, he he started I mean, like hey, what,
0: five games.
1: It, it's not about him starting, like him not being the starting quarterback. He's a dangerous uh, weapon on the team. Him being the starting quarterback, no, I'm I'm not here for that. I'm not here he for that. And you're giving him that, that money, and it's money? no. He, in my opinion, no, he's not. No, not even a he, little bit. No. <laughs> and for it to be a quarterback battle, and then if Jameis ends up beating him out, and Jameis is a starter, now you're giving Taysom all that money to for what? be a weapon.
0: <laughs> to be a glorified
1: wide receiver. Yeah. Like you give him 50, maybe 75. Okay. Cool. No problem. Still probably a little bit overpaid, but yeah, you can get down with still, that. He's been still with the team. there. Yeah, he's been with the team, so you caught him that little extra, here you go, we rocking with you. But, yeah, I don't know. But it will be cool to see uh, Jameis win that uh, quarterback battle, though.
0: Or wherever he winds up ending up. And there's there's a whole lot of quarterback shuffling going on this offseason that we'll talk way more about as it starts to paint the picture a little bit clearer because we uh, just nobody really has an idea what's going on. A lot of quarterbacks moving. Yeah. A lot of quarterbacks getting drafted. We got to figure all I that out I
1: believe a couple weeks ago I saw there were 17 teams
0: in the market for a quarterback change. Now, that Which was is, probably I... one of those where they're just like, this team wouldn't mind it.
1: Yeah. Like, the, they're in the market for it. That doesn't mean necessarily
0: that you're going to have a
1: quarterback change. Like, the Jets are – you could put them in a um, – in the market for a quarterback change. That doesn't mean they're moving away from Darnold, but they're wearing their options. And yeah, there's does. a few other
0: teams like that. Yes, it does.
1: It doesn't gone, necessarily mean it.
0: Darnold's gone uh, home like the wind. You know it, I know it. I don't know nothing. That's uh, clearly.
1: I don't know nothing.
0: <laughs> All right, what else you got to talk about? Moving away from football. What else we got, Bert?
1: Uh, you did mention the NBA mistakenly, but we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. Too easy. Too, too easy. There's been a little rookie who hasn't been the top dog in this rookie class so far. You you obviously you got LaMelo Ball doing that. Well, we'll talk a little bit about him. He, he's been balling. But Anthony Edwards is starting to find his stride, man. He's really starting to find it. He's been going off. Uh, last night, he puts up a career-high 34 points, and the rest of the um, week, he put up 21, 27, 19, and 24. So, he, he's starting to get his, uh, his footing, and I'm liking it.
0: Yeah, he's starting to piece it together. It started to take shape before the All-Star break, and then after the All-Star mm-hmm. break, he's been really good. Yeah. And this is something that we kind of expected from him. Obviously, he's the number one overall pick, so you said not the top dog in this rookie class. I still consider him the top dog in this rookie class just because well, when when I say that, that number I one overall from, pick. From production. Now, I, know, I, I hear you, but when you're that number one overall pick, there's expectations there. No, even if you're yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, you're always going to have it. <laughs> even if you're in Minnesota and nobody cares, nobody watches your games, I get it. But Anthony Edwards... He's going out there the last couple of games, and he has been balling out. He's finding his shot. He's finding his footing. He's learning how to pick apart defenses a little bit more, which is probably the hardest thing to do in the NBA once you get there. Yeah. And that that's why you see such, like, a learning curve with these young guys and their scoring because they have the ability to shoot and score and get to the rim, but... It's just tough. It's just hard. You have some real athletes out there. So, he's finding his footing, and... I don't think this is going to be a piece for Minnesota in the future. I think eventually something's going to give unless they figure out a way to make whatever pieces they have there work. But I do think he's going to be a really good player in this league for a while if he continues to build and build. Not saying he's going to start scoring 70 a game, but continue to build (laughs) on the skills that he has. Yeah, definitely agree with that, man.
1: And he's fun, I'm, too. I'm Yeah, we were talking about this before the episode. Like, he he's just a dope dude. Like, he's mad funny. And we're, we're here for it. We love a good personality in sports. Because it, it's cool. You're putting up buckets. You're putting up numbers. Like, all that's cool. you get getting your bag. you you balling. But when you could still, like, market yourself and be entertaining off the court, off the field, whatever sport you're playing, it's really dope. And this kid is how old? He's 19. And he he's dope, he's dope. So whatever happens with his basketball career, I, I do think he's gonna be a good player in this league for a while. But I think post career and like during his career, he'll be he'll be dope. He he'll, he'll be one of those guys that has a lot of like um, endorsements and stuff like that, commercials. Get get some cool little skits and appearances on different shows and all that. So, cool stuff for Anthony Edwards.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you would see a lot more of him going around if, again, not in Minnesota. Yeah. Not even <laughs> that they were good, just not in Minnesota. Like, you've seen great players be in Minnesota. You've seen Cat. You've seen Spreewell. You've seen all these guys in the past, Kevin Garnett. And they're just, like, not super marketable in Minnesota. That's just kind of how it is because it seems like they don't really care about the team. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's certainly tough. Um, But, yeah, you mentioned uh, the other rookie that that you consider the top dog, Mr. Ball. He has been going off as well. He's also finding his footing, uh, especially on the offensive end. Since coming Mm -hmm. into the league, he's always kind of – he's had a good read, and we've known that he was going to have a good feel for where people are at. So his assists and his finds have been really good consistently, but now he's – finally starting to put the ball in the bucket i know i saw like a really cool highlight of his because i haven't been able to watch a whole lot of hornets games admittedly and i'm not really actively trying to um, <laughs> i saw he had Understand a cool highlight way. where he like pump fakes does a spin does a step back off the spin and it hits a three in front of a uh, kyle lowry's face and i was like oh that was that was spicy that was hot
1: and I'm glad you mentioned that highlight because I saw the same highlight, but what a little transition clip that he did that when um, he was at Chino Hills and he does a little uh, turnaround, spin, step back. And then same they move? just like transition. Same move. Oh, like pretty it was cool. um, that's pretty still cool. a three, but um, top of the key. And then they like turn it and spin it. And then just him doing the move in the NBA in the corner. And it that's, was really, really cool. dope. That's pretty cool. yeah. So oh, like yeah. if that turns out to be a signature move, like that that's dope. And if he can stay away from getting it called a call to travel, that's
0: even better. And if he can get it keep that out of two K, that'd be preferred. Ugh. Keep that move all the way away from two K. <laughs> you you so know it's coming the in. The second in 21, that a my bro. player is able to do that, it's over.
1: You know it's coming it's in twenty one. No people already cheesing the curry slide, so just just wait yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. It's coming. So everybody listening to this just,
0: I pray for you. Yeah, and, and you know we've <laughs> that, talked we, we've talked about rookies before, but we just wanted to highlight these two guys again because even coming out of the All Star break, they've been really good. We've only had a handful of games since the All Star break, so there's not a whole lot to talk about outside of Anthony Edwards and then Joel Embiid actually went down with an injury. I want to say yeah. on Friday, um, hyperextended knee. So, nothing too, too bad. It's going to keep him out for a couple of weeks. Probably tanking his MVP eligibility at this point, which kind of sucks because he was having such a great year. Maybe not, though. We'll we'll kind of see how he gets back into it. And, you know, see if the Sixers can stay afloat while he's gone. That's going to be the big thing that I don't think happens. It will be a
1: big test for the sixers though because if they're able to keep this going it proves that they're a powerhouse now we already know this right now but it really solidifies it because you obviously have to put the ball in ben simmons hands and that's the biggest question can he do it and can he do it without the help
0: so yeah and as the hornets announcer mid-game not so kindly announced he thinks ben simmons is the most overrated player in the league um, I'm not far behind them on that train because I think <laughs> well, they're most overrated is Tobias Harris. So, um, yeah. Can the two overrated lads lead them to victory while their leader and and humble commander is down? Is this your king? I don't think and they don't can see. but we'll see. I don't know what their uh, schedule is looking like the next couple of weeks. Hopefully it's easier, like a, a lighter schedule for them just so they can kind of figure stuff out but tobias harris and ben simmons are really gonna have to step up you're gonna see seth curry just hitting all-time shots this next couple weeks yeah
1: Yeah, it's looking like they got the bucks coming up they got the knicks twice so not warriors lakers clippers nuggets so they they got a they got an interesting
0: one coming up so not an easy schedule at all those are all playoff teams so that's gonna be um
1: all, all on TV, too. <laughs> Oof. So, we we get to watch <laughs> the wounded horse in battle. So let, let's see how that goes. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's
0: tough. Uh, that's tough. But you know what? It's the way the cookie crumbles. That, that do be how it crumbles sometimes. All right, sticking to basketball, we mentioned it at the top of the episode. It is March, the middle of March, in fact. And you know what happens in the middle of March? There's a specific Sunday where all the teams gather around in a room, find out if they make it to the big dance, March Madness. We get our bracket. Everybody's excited. It's a fun time of year. Even if you don't watch the sport, if you haven't watched the sport, they got numbers there to help guide you. (laughs) One and done. You win, you move on, you lose, you go home. Who's going to be Cinderella? March Madness starts on technically thursday but actually friday friday saturday is the first round brooke how are you feeling we didn't get it last year how are you feeling i'm, I'm excited man i'm excited
1: it it feels so weird i have it that like it was hard for me to even like catch basket uh college basketball games and this just popped up so quick so it it's really exciting bro i'm hype and yeah. I'm going to be tuned in as much as possible because we we took it for granted. And not having it last year, like you said, we missed it. It, it felt like the void just got ripped from our hearts because, like you said earlier, March Madness is the best time of the year. It's, it's just a saying. If you don't even know any single team, you got people picking brackets just off of, like, the mascots, the names, the colors. Like so, it don't matter. Like it's a fun time. And then when you get to hop on a bracket like we got going on with the spectators, make sure you stay tuned for that. Like we said. It it's dope. It's dope. So just to knock out these one seeds because you everybody likes to know who who's the top dogs. Who's the top dogs? So we got the undefeated 26 and 0 Gonzaga Bulldogs then we got the 22 and 2 Baylor we got let, let's see what the we got the 20 and 4 Michigan Wolverines and then lastly to round out the top 4 one seeds is a 22 and 6 Illinois so well, which one of those uh, you think got the best chance of just sweeping the whole 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 tournament?
0: Well, if we're, if we're looking at this very, like, objectively, Gonzaga's a better team than everybody else, and it's not particularly close. Yep, agreed. They've been better than everybody all year, and obviously the record kind of dictates that. They don't play the toughest conference schedule, but they played a pretty tough out-of-conference schedule this season, or at least it seemed tough to start the year. Uh, it wound up yeah, not it, being it, with Duke and Kentucky. Their strength of
1: schedule, as, they schedule, it says they got like the 34th.
0: Yeah, it, it was supposed to be a better schedule, but the Duke and Kentucky weren't good, and Michigan State wasn't good. So those were a lot of the, the high-profile teams that played earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But Gonzaga, since making the championship a couple of years ago, they, have, they broke that seal where they couldn't because they've been a great team for the last decade at least, right? Yeah, And since kind of breaking that seal, they've they've been really dominant, like especially dominant since then. I really like their team this year more than I have in the past too, so that's kind of um, something to, to look out for too. Like this team feels like a lot more primed than any of the other ones if one of them are going to make a run. But of the one seeds, the one that I like the most is Illinois. I love this Illinois team. The record's a little oh. bit weaker than you would like to expect out of a one seed, but it's because of how well they played down the stretch. They're nine and one in their last ten games. They're nine and one in their last ten games, including like a fifteen or twenty point trouncing over Michigan. They're seven and three over top twenty five teams. This is really the only team I've only gotten to watch so many college games. I've seen Three or four Illinois games. I've seen three or four Michigan games. Obviously, I've seen a lot of the Oregon games, just for me. And then Mm -hmm. I've also seen one or two Gonzaga and then, like, a bunch of Duke games. Illinois has looked the best by a mile. I've also seen Cade Cunningham, which if you haven't watched any bit of Cade Cunningham, this is for everybody, he is an absolute stud. Absolute stud out of Oklahoma State. If there's any player to watch in this tournament, it's Cade Cunningham. If you haven't been checked in on that already. Um that that's the guy. He he just beat Baylor the other day. Baylor had one loss going into that game. I really like I really like Cade, but I really like Illinois. And that, and to me, Illinois has by far the easiest bracket. Outside of having Cade Cunningham in there, but they have the <laughs> easiest bracket I think by a mile.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's hard to argue with
0: that so I don't know how you're not, feeling not, about not too many this. that
1: stand out on that side yeah like, like you said it's been hard to really catch too many college games and the obviously we got 64 teams so it, it's hard to have too many stand out when you haven't been watching too much so we're going to try to get as much tape in as I can before we lock in these brackets within the next 4 days. So that that's going to be fun. <laughs> so but yeah let, let's see what we got here. We got my computer free. Do you have any like uh,
0: dark courses? I mean, I know you, the brackets only been out for not even 24 hours, so it's kind of hard to yeah. Fully go about that But Cause I think If I'm looking at Like dark horses And you know Dark horse We're, we're saying Not a one or a two seed Making a A potential Elite eight Final four run Right mm-hmm. If we're looking at Teams like that I'm looking at uh, Texas Tech I really like Texas Tech Especially when they're Looked as like Underdogs Whenever they're, like, not favored, I really like them. Whenever they're a one or two seed, I don't. I really like Texas Tech. I really like FSU this year. Not They've blown a lot of leads. I've seen a lot of their stuff, too. Not full games, but I've seen a lot of FSU stuff. They've blown a lot of leads, but they have, like, as much talent as Gonzaga, in my opinion. And they're a four seed. So, I really like them to be sneaky and make a run. And Texas Tech. Those are, like, my two.
1: Okay. Like I said, it. I want to throw out just a random team. So, I'm going to skip that. <laughs> that's, just fair. Nah, that's fair. No, that's fair. But if I did have to throw out a random team ju- just for the sake of doing it, let's just go with... Ju- 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 ju. This is getting random, huh? This is real. It's, for it's real going random. random. I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing it in there. <laughs> we, we doing it live. <laughs> we doing it live oh and direct. Uh, let's just say Rutgers. Uh, I, I feel like they're going to beat Clemson. Uh, I did look, look enough at the first round games. I do think they're going to upset Clemson. And then, like you said, that that side of the bracket ain't really too much. So I yeah, mean, yeah, I, don't, I do not like it,
0: Houston as a two seed at all.
1: Yeah, so if they make it far enough to play Illinois,
0: hey, <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, we're not. It, I'm not, again. We're not we, saying
0: make it to the final. We're just saying make a make a yeah, like, t- run. Yeah, like
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go with Rutgers. I'm not mad at that. I'm not terribly mad at that because, like, again, like the best team that they'd have to play before Illinois, in my opinion, would be Virginia, like West Virginia. Mm -hmm. and I'm not even confident that they'll make it there, so.
1: And now if we're going with a really, really deep Cinderella, probably um, Michigan State.
0: I don't like that. Get that out of my face. (laughs) Get that one out of my face. Well, they'll have
1: to play BYU. I I got them upset in BYU.
0: Hey, hey. They got to go they against... gotta win their play-in game. They have a play-in game against UCLA, and I think UCLA's Well,
1: obviously, game. if I'm going with them, hey, I'm going that they're going to win I don't win think the they're winning game, that. So... That's
0: the only reason I mentioned it. I don't even think they're winning that. Okay. Fair enough. I got them
1: winning the play-in game. Got them beating BYU. They'll, they'll go up against Texas. That, that'll be tough because it's 11 against a three. Well, we'll stick with the underdog. Well, we'll go with Michigan State. Tom Izzo, he, you you get a lot of defense out of it. Whether they're bad or whatever they got going on, when it comes time to it, they'll lock down a little bit. I'm not saying they'll lock down enough to take it far, but they'll lock down a little bit. And then once they run into Bama, it's a crapshoot. And then after that, they're probably getting smacked by Michigan and Florida State at that point.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about... Like this particular year is neither you or I have really watched a whole lot, and I think I've again I've watched probably like ten to fifteen games, which is just really low number for what I usually do for college basketball. This is usually one of the same here, man. And you're kind of getting the fan experience from us, like the purely fan experience, where it's just you don't really know these teams, but we're gonna give some. Based on prior knowledge and educated guesses, so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do exactly. what we can. <laughs>
1: exactly. And you so, get so you get a very, it. very raw experience right now. Yeah. So. And now, fr- from the the heart, I know the deep in your heart. I, I know you got a a new dog in the fight from from your life experiences, but. Anybody who really knows us, me and Ju have been big Syracuse fans. So to have them in the tournament and hopefully them being in the bad Midwest side of the bracket, uh, hopefully our dreams and wishes come true.
0: And and they go on a nice I mean, I actually have them making a little bit of a run in like all my brackets. Whenever Syracuse is like a nine to 11 seed i for whatever reason expect them to make the sweet 16. it's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. how it happens every time but
1: yeah so i'm excited about that yeah
0: i agree so that's about all we got for you guys again make sure you keep an eye out for our tournament challenge we're going to be posting it on all of our socials it'll be a fun thing join in with your friends Get everybody you know to join in there. You can get some bragging rights and all that good stuff. You will see it on socials. It'll be the Spectators Tournament Challenge. Our first official one since last year couldn't happen, even though we had that all set up. which just super disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's that time of year. So everybody get hype. March Madness is here. It is going to be Madness, hopefully. Starts on Friday. Be there, be square. We'll see you guys next time. Later, everybody. Take
1: it easy.